Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, let's go back through some of these drills and kind of circle back to the, the original sure. thing. That was, yeah. that was great. Uh, no no regrets uh, as we, we circle through the, uh, how this stuff really does affect uh, the, play, the, the play on the field. But I, I think for the 40, the other thing that is kind of some people know, but like is not as well known is most positions are not actually looking at 40 yards. Like the 10 yard them, split yeah. is yeah. actually a pretty important metric and a huge measure of explosive power. And so, like, for an O-lineman, never going to run 40 yards, like you were saying earlier. Right. But, like, that 10-yard split tells me something about how quick you can get off the line, how how agile you are. And so, like, that number, for instance, is important where they don't really care as much about the 40. Yeah, I mean, I think that's absolutely correct. And I also think, you know, like, with the higher body weights and stuff, like, you don't expect them to have, like, great top-end mechanics. No, they're not. Right. And they're not overly pliable. You know, traditionally, offensive linemen tend to be slightly less explosive than defensive linemen. So you're mm-hmm. looking for a very – kind of niche specific area there a guy that is good at absorbing force and yeah. applying force at like slower contractile velocities yeah. so like the 40 the 10 you know like not a huge deal like what with an offensive lineman yeah i want to see a good 10 if you want to just see it because you know it's a good athlete yeah but i care more about kind of like the movement drills how do they pass set? how do they do the bag of course yeah you know all that stuff that they do kind of after yeah after you know i think i think that's also more important stuff. but yeah in terms of explosive power like you always expect those guys to be just a tick lower than your defensive lineman and that's just kind of stylistically like how they've been trained throughout their careers you know yeah yeah i mean defensive linemen get off the ball right. traditionally faster than offensive linemen do yeah. um especially if you're an edge guy like that's yeah. your thing you want to gain your advantage getting off the ball so for sure that that 10 yard is, is going to be important there um five ten five matters a little bit there as well just to see those guys ch- stop and change directions. Uh, can they get their hips around? Do they have that type of mobility? Um, and then you just combining the two. I've, o- I've always said that the, four- the 40 has to be combined with the 5-10-5 score because if, if, if it's within like a quarter of a second of each other, like for, for instance, if you run a 4-4, you should be right around 4-1-5, 4-2 in your 5-10-5. Oh, right? really? Yeah, it's, it's about 0.2, 0.25. That's what it should be. And then if there's if there's something if it's way off there, then there's something going on there. Yeah. Right. Either you have somebody who just doesn't have great top end speed or 
right? Or they're all top end speed. Or it's like they're too tight in the hips. Like I feel like when yeah. I watch those other drills, that's the thing you're watching is just kind of how they, you know, because you start the five ten five, you start like perpendicular to the line, yep. right? So you're kind of working a big crossover step to start. Yep. And I always think that's really good and a good indication of how kind of laterally explosive the athlete is, which again probably a little bit more specific to football if you're yeah. in the sphere of things that are not very specific yeah it's slightly more specific so that's always something i'm looking at with that is like how tight are his hips yeah can he open up can it get on that crossover get out decelerate sink the hips absorb yep. the force because that is a thing like jordan davis last year for example he did some lateral movement stuff and it just was not very clean yep. and i was like that's a little bit of a red flag for me because you want to see even those big guys just be able to bend a little bit right and kind of sink their center of mass and that's really all you're trying to and like so for example dewan jones this year he's six eight and a half he's 380 like he's not going to be as good as like a receiver right but i just want to see that he's got that club in the bag yeah because that is something that he's going to yeah. need to do in pass protection yeah right absolutely so i'm always kind of like it's it's maybe not the time but also how it looks yeah how they move how they accelerate decelerate super important yeah right yeah. um which i always find is interesting because like you're 100 correct like and the coaches will go back and watch the tape they'll right. literally be like all right let's put on the five ten fives and yeah. get the yeah. clicker out and it's like ah oh, we like this we don't like yeah. that but at the end of the day like there is a time yeah. at, at time. the end of it and so how they move can be something that you want to watch in terms of how it translates to the field and um but you know sometimes sometimes imperfect technique like we talk about this all the time they don't take the touchdown off the board because your top end sprint mechanics weren't very good yeah. on a kickoff yeah, return yeah, like exactly. you still scored right and so it, like again like finding the balance of the science the art the everything like okay it was ugly but he ran a four a four four five so yeah that's but that's i will good. say like you can when you're watching 40s when you're watching five ten fives when you're watching eligible specifically the guys that look like they're running slow yeah. are usually the fastest guys right because yeah. they're hyper efficient smooth and yeah. efficient yeah. well that, yeah. well that's i hate to say it, that's where guys like me come in because, dude absolutely because we, look, and i want you to talk about that because yeah, you've got we, the steps mapped out and look, everything it, five ten five is five ten five whether it's in my training facility, whether it's in a training facility like Exos in Arizona or MJP in Austin or here in Indianapolis, it's five yards, it's 10 yards, it's five yards. It's just like swimming 50 meters. Like no. we know how many strokes you're going to take. Right. So here's what we're going to do per stroke. We know exactly how many steps guys are going to take and it becomes a choreography. Like, hey, just go out here. Here are the dance steps. Execute the dance steps. We start off slow. We get we get them to do it in however many steps we want them to do it in. So in a five ten five, it's crossover, shuffle, swipe, six yeah. steps, swipe, sprint through. Yeah, and so right. you're saying cross. So you're saying crossover, shuffle to the first line, the yeah, first five without turning your hips. Right, and so that's everyone. Yes, yeah, so like when you're watching, yeah. like you'll watch like uh, Aiden Hutchinson had a great five ten five last yeah. year, and it is he is dancing. It's a it's so smooth. It's an explosive first yeah. step, one two touch, yeah. nice easy acceleration out. It's the decelerations and the turns that really like make that That's race. It. That's it. Yeah, because the, the guys who are going to run it ugly are the guys that are trying to run a fast time. Right. So they're over sprinting to the first five. They're over sprinting into their second turn. Whereas we're telling guys, guys, like it doesn't matter how quickly you get to this line. Yeah. It matters more how quickly you get off of that right. line coming right. off. Right. And so that, or, yeah. sorry, go ahead and finish. But yeah, so five ten five and L drill. They becoming a little bit of a choreography and and the the linemen are doing really well because they have those big long steps yeah. and if we can just teach them hey this is only two steps for you right you don't have to run fast just take two big ass steps yeah and you're there especially somebody who's like six six and a half six seven yeah, like absolutely. it's just like a just a nice easy glide but yeah so like when you're watching these on, at home yep. like make sure you check that out because yeah. like the guy that's going to be super smooth mm -hmm. is going to be really fast yeah. and like aiden hutchinson again or trayvon walker last year with the l drill it looks like he's jogging 
Yep. But he's just so smooth in his hips. The, there's no, no wasted strain, movement. no yeah. wasted movement. Yeah, absolutely. And there's so no, with, there's no tension. Yes, no yep. tension. And that's the thing is like that tells me what kind of athlete you are because you're not stressed. You're just going to let your athleticism take over. There's a fluidity to how you move that everything looks easy. Like there's a hundred percent chance that someone will run a four, three this weekend. And Rich Eisen on the NFL network is just like, oh, I made that look easy. Like that's kind of actually yeah, yeah. the point. Right. Yeah. And so do you have that fluidity? Do you have that ease? Um, and that goes for pretty much all of these, yeah. all of these drills. Uh, any other ones we want to talk about? Uh, five ten five. We just talked about a little bit. L drill, broad jump, vert. I think the ones that people bench. sleep on the most, quite frankly, Chris, are broad jump and yeah. vertical. Broad jump yeah. and vert. I think it, I think it's 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 interesting for everybody. When I hear people talk about the events, it's interesting to listen to them. Where really what what we're doing from a sports science perspective, and we're evaluating guys for sure is we're pairing certain events and seeing right where, so like like i said we pair the four the 40 with the 5105 and we pair that first 10 with the broad jump yeah because that tells me a lot about yes. your ability to horizontally project right? exactly right so so it's the pairing of the exercises that we look at so i think that's a great point like kyle hamilton last year ran a bad 40 here i think he was like a four six and a half mm -hmm. but all the guys who cover the combine were like oh he had a 37 inch vertical yeah i think it was like an 11 foot broad yeah and so those numbers you're like oh it's okay he's yeah. got explosive characteristics yeah. that make you say even though he couldn't get his running mechanics together for this sure. race right he couldn't get the steps right he couldn't get the positions right because he's a taller dude whatever it is the explosive measurements are there and i can i'm okay with a less efficient 40 if that makes yeah, sense exactly yeah exactly. and that's also something where you go back to the tape right and like talk about marrying the tape and the, and the testing like if there's a bunch of balls where he's playing deep third or he's playing a uh, center of the field safety and he's supposed to go sideline to sideline. He's got like that cover one yeah. big scope and he's not getting to balls on the sideline. That tells you like, okay, maybe that top end speed isn't there. Maybe he's got some agility, some burst um, that shows up in the broad shows up in the vert might show up in even in his first 10, yeah. but he doesn't have the top end. I feel like when people went back now, my memory might be foggy on this, but hopefully you remember, like, I feel like when people watched Hamilton, they're like, I didn't really show up as much on tape, like maybe, but so I think just if I remember not a, correctly, not a huge issue. There was like, you know, broad jumps good, five ten five was good, and he's basically like a Buffalo nickel now. You know, they were yeah. like, he's not a post player. Right. Because of some of that. And I don't think it's necessarily top end speed, but I do think there was a tightness in his hips, which showed up in his L drill. Yeah. Right. And you kind of say that L drill wasn't great. So go back and watch the film, you say, Oh, he does have a hard time opening up. And like you mentioned the fluidity. When you watch a really good like Christian Gonzalez in this year's draft, for example, it's easy for him to open his hips and run. And obviously corner to safety a little different, but it's just effortless. It's yeah. just, it's like, it's like he was born doing it. And there's guys that struggle with it. And so you got to make sure you find, and Baltimore's done a good job of this. And Chris, you mentioned this, Craig, you mentioned this of like knowing your scheme and knowing where he's going to fit in your scheme. Because yeah. Kyle Hamilton playing post safety for the commanders, it's probably not the right decision. But him playing right. in the box near the line of scrimmage in that Buffalo nickel role, he could be a Pro Bowl player next year, you yeah. know, and that's just making the right designation Absolutely. in your evaluation and using all of this data to kind of in conjunction with the film to support a player evaluation. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. All right, Logan, your favorite. Okay. Bench press. Bench press. <laughs> bench press. How much does bench press matter? How much did you bench press last night at 130? <laughs> 1.30 a.m.? I didn't do bench last night. I was doing push-ups because, you know, we got to make do what we got to make do. Isometrics to uh, isometric. 
two sets of uh, seven second overcoming isometric to 20 reps of push-ups. Yeah, there you go. So trying to get that done. Just seven trying to get second. huge, bro. Wait. All right. So for, for people who don't know what overcoming isometric is, it's when you're trying to push something that's not going to move. Right. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. So seven seconds is a long time. To so I'm trying to push like between five and 10. If I'm looking for a little more volume, 10. Yeah just to kind of keep that tension on the muscle. But yeah, seven's a bit of a grind. No doubt. Yeah, it's a grind. Sure. Like we um, usually go in threes. Well, now, now we'll do three sets of three back to back to back. Yeah. So when you're but looking like, like seven second hold, this is long. sorry for this nerdy strength. <laughs> this, this is the train with the best portion <laughs> of the podcast. So, but like when you re- look at the research, if you're looking for like a max contraction yeah, and you're looking for like impulse more with a three second one, yeah, like yeah, kind yeah. of dynamic start yeah. into uh-huh. it. I'm looking for like, I get tension and I'm literally trying to like rip the muscle off the tendon is yeah. my goal, right? Yeah. That's what I'm trying to think about because it's yeah. a, I'm using it as a, a way to get progressive overload without actually having progressive overload, if right. that makes sense. Yes, without having shearing force on the joint. Sure, correct. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So there we go. So the now we know Logan's 1.30 a.m. workout when <laughs> he got he got back last night. No more nerdy stuff. Yeah. So with regards to the bench press, the bench press is maybe the least important. But for me, it just shows you kind of a mentality right are do you are you a grinder do you like the weight room like that's kind of what i'm looking for if the number is like so for tight ends for example like when i played if you didn't get above 25 you were not you were like soft basically right and now it's like you hit 15 everything's fine and it really just shows you kind of a how strength conditioning has changed and b just like people understand that it's not that absolute strength value yeah and strength endurance value that you get from the bench press is not important but you just want to make sure that the guy is not allergic to touching weights and allergic <laughs> to extra stuff. That's all you're trying yeah, to make yeah, sure, right? Yeah, yeah. Is I that like how you said that. Yeah, yeah, he's not going to be scared of it. Yeah, yeah. Because, like you said, from a sports science perspective, like the value that 225 for reps gives you is is not a lot. That's not even something that we would even care to improve yes. in, in real life scenario. Um, but yeah, it, it is it is fun to go in there and just like you said, see how guys embrace it. Yeah. Because. We got our boy Chad out there. He's <laughs> yeah. people heat, as they say, smacking yeah, them huh? on the chest, smacking them on the back, yeah. getting them to just to get into that raw, raw mode, which, look, you're going to need that because yeah. there's going to be, in an NFL season, there's going to be days where you don't want to be there, you know what I mean? Or or, or it's, a, it's a bit of a grind to be there, and you've got a 6 a.m. lift. Like, hey, how are you going to pump yourself up to get through this? Sure. Chad's you know? going to smack me. That's how. <laughs> Chad and Jake, from they're both the commander strength coaches. For people don't know who those guys are. Yeah. But, yeah. So to me, like when a guy comes out, like for example, uh, a couple years ago, an offensive lineman came out and did like six reps. It's not like a huge deal because he's a good football player. Yeah. But I'm also like, how is he as a worker? Like, yeah. and how is he uh, uh, as a worker with stuff that is not practice? Yeah. Because you want someone who's a little bit of a self starter. So you just want to make right. sure that 
to me, that's what that shows. Yeah. Are you a worker? Are you going to grind or are you going to do the other yeah. things to help you kind of progress as a player? Um, kind of in the same way that like the 40, the 40 is more applicable because it does give you that like raw right, speed right. value, yeah, yeah. which I think is way more significant. Yeah. But um, yeah, just to making sure that you're not like a total turd, basically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the bench press, the yeah. turd preventer test. Yeah, the turd something. preventer test. I like it. That's, yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's like, a quote right so, there. Yeah, like, I, and, you know, people like the bench press, everyone gets all, but it's like, in terms of things that I'm looking at, like, it's probably, yeah. in ter- it's, if you want to know, like, honestly, what I do, like, so after the combine and after pro days, I'll go through and I'll just look at 40 times and I'll look, say, how fast are these guys running? I'll look at arm length. That's a big one. Like, if I haven't watched your film yet, just to kind of triage that last 100 guys, yeah, 40, um, vertical, broad jump, and then arm length. Those are the four metrics I look at, just as a way to kind of say, there's explosive measurements here, there's speed here, and this guy's got good length for the position, and then you just yeah. move on. So, all right, last thing I want to do. Uh, there's so much. I feel like we did this in like a round table a couple of years ago. Uh, we've been doing, you know, podcasts at the Combine for five years now. Um, <laughs> and I feel like when we had like our strength coach round table, right. we, we did something like this. But there's so much different or so much more sports science now. Like we at the beginning, we we're talking about the GPS data, right? right? Like, why do we need to run 40? Because we have we actually literally have play speed based yeah. off a chip that's in the shoulder pads of most players. And to be fair, some of that GPS data, like I, I do the combine prep for my agent every once in a while, right? Mm-hmm. And you'll get some crazy GPS data back because yeah. there is, like, I'm sure you've used it before. Like, yeah. it, it has to sync with a... It has, it has, so, the, the reason why we have it is because we can have a standardized measurement that everybody has to go through sure. for everything, right? Because somebody can say, hey, yeah, my GPS said I ran 27 miles per hour today. And I'm like... No, it didn't. No, it didn't. You did not race <laughs> Usain Bolt in yeah. football pads. But, but, it's, but, like, you'll see that because there is a... It does sync to a a, a server. Yeah. And right. sometimes that blacks out. Yeah. And so it'll measure your that blackout as, like, an increase in speed. Mm-hmm. So there was a tight end I trained who legit had a speed... A, a top speed of GPS at 26 miles an hour. And I, I was like, you're fast, no way. but there's no way you're that no fast. <laughs> yeah. And everyone knew it. That's four and a half miles per hour faster than Tyreek Hill. So there is some deviation, yes. obviously, sure. in that. And so, again, the the, the combine, the 40 just kind of says, hey, like, yeah. does it coincide with what you're seeing on film? Does it yeah. coincide with the GPS data? And what, right. you're, what you're seeing now is, like, you can actually do it off of video because they can see. That's cool. I've never heard that before. So, so, so they can see, like, how much Math. distance you covered. <laughs> right. It, like, on Ready? the screen, they see how much distance you covered, the time it took you, all that. So we don't even need the GPS anymore. That's right. crazy. Yeah. Well, it was, so I was asking a rhetorical question there, but now that we've, <laughs> okay. we've dive into it, real quick, because I know you got to go. Uh, but, like, is there something that you wish they did here that would be a better athletic test than some of the stuff that's happening that has been the same athletic testing they've been doing for 40 years? So I actually had a long conversation with my agent about this because I was super into, like, what the rugby union's doing with, like, in the soccer leagues, the premiership with the mid-thigh pull. And I thought, this is what you got to do. You're going to get max power output. It's way mm-hmm. better than the freaking bench press. Have them throw a oh, med yeah, ball, yeah, yeah, a standardized yeah. med ball throw, like, yeah. over the head, whatever. And then my agent was like, well, one of the benefits of the combine – and this I thought was really brilliant, is that you have, you have how long they've been doing the combine? 40 years? Yeah, 30, 40 years. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Worth of, of data combine. to go back. And yeah, you yeah. can just kind of, it's apples to apples. Yeah, as opposed exactly. to say. And that's two, exactly why it's never going to change. Right. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. I would like to see a mid-thigh pull, and I'd like to see a med ball throw, is what I would like to see added. Yeah. Sounds good to me. Because, like, 
also when you bring guys in you can do some testing i think uh on the visits usually they do it's pretty chill they might do like a force plate test yeah or like a uh or like a weigh-in and i'm sure there's some of that stuff that like the force plate testing was one that i was thinking about and like that might be part of the medical that happens behind the scenes so um you know then that's like an injury prevention screening as much as anything else all right uh Thanks for listening. Wherever you're listening, train with the best. Take command. Subscribe if you're not subscribed. Uh, if you're subscribed to one but not the other, do that. Uh, and we'll see you next time on whichever podcast you're listening to right now.